Operator Syndrome, episode 61. 61, that's right. Um, last episode, talking about my experience going to college after serving in the Army and, uh, and uh, serving in the National Guard. Interesting time. Uh, today, uh, I'm going to talk about generally, broadly, my experience with the VA system. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm in college, I'm doing the National Guard thing. Um, the National Guard thing was, looking back today, I'm still mixed on whether that was a good thing to do or not. Um, on one hand, there were some benefits I got out of it, right? Um, uh, like literal benefits, like healthcare coverage, some stuff like that that I could tack tap into a uh, couple bucks, you know, for showing up, showing up for the weekend and, yeah. and, and pledging some of my summer. Um, but also it, it was tough in that, um, you know, I, I was trying to move forward to, to do the next thing, but once a month drag right back into the army stuff. Right. Mm, yeah. And, and, and I'd talked about how, unfortunately the experience you know, in the National Guard, is often a lot of the problems that you experience on the active duty side, without any of the, the 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 positive things of active duty service, right? So it's like when you're serving active duty, you get a lot of fulfillment out of doing your job, right? Um, uh, working hard towards you know individual goals, doing that school, completing that course. The, the, you know that's where you sort of that's what keeps you going throughout your time. But in the National Guard, it was just show up, wait around, do trainings, you know, weird taskers, um, uh, things like that. Right. So, you know, I found it to be sort of negative because, mm -hmm. in many ways because I just kept getting dragged. I'm, I'm trying to move forward and I keep drag getting dragged back. Um, all of it sort of reaching its crescendo the 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 next time i became eligible for to have to go to annual training and i just wanted to you know knuckle down and and knock out a summer course to keep going and here's the army you know invading my life telling me what to do getting in the way again you know yeah and that's a contract i signed and that's fine but i can still be mopey about it so okay. i'm i've earned i had earned that right so uh, but I did it, and is it ever as bad as as you think it is? No, it's not that bad. I mean, I, I, I probably won't go out of my way to go to Hattiesburg, Mississippi again for any reason. No offense to anyone who may yeah. or may ever hear this. Um, interesting town, not for me. So, <laughs> so um, but all that plays into, you know, the mindset, what, you're, what we're dealing with, operator syndrome, right? Uh, part of that being the loss of identity, you know, when you're getting out transitioning and, and all this is going through my head. Um, and I thought I was okay. You know, a lot of us getting out think we're okay. At the time, at the time I got out, everyone talked a lot about physical ailments and, and that's good because we were talking about how to get treated for that. Um, and from a psychological perspective at the time, it was still all PTSD focused. That's really all anyone talked about. Um, 
just the idea that you had to have, you must have experienced some kind of combat trauma and then, you know, you're having Vietnam flashbacks, right? Right. Um, right. But it's way more complicated than that. Um, you don't have to have seen combat at all to get out of the military and experience a real tough time transitioning out. Why is that? Um, I think, and I've, I've heard, you know, now that I've gone through the process, a lot of, you know, we join the military, most of us in, in our formative years, and it is an identity that we mm-hmm. put on, right? So um, it's not just a job they don't allow it to be like that right we go to a we go to a boot camp or a basic training where we're conditioned and drilled like all these words they do something to us Mm -hmm. um and then when we go to get out when we go to get out we're not just leaving a job we're leaving an identity Mm -hmm. um and so i i didn't know it at the time but i was definitely having issues related to you know to, to just getting out yeah, some combat stuff was in there, definitely. Um, but but looking back now, a lot of it was just was just me being a, a young guy going to school. You know, just like you talked about, you got out, and one day you're high speed Navy SEAL, and the next day you're working construction. Mm-hmm. For me, it was one day I was a an Army Ranger, Ranger NCO, mm-hmm. right, and then the next day I'm just some college college punk yeah right Right. so you know real whiplash yeah Um, so uh i i was being encouraged to talk to someone uh pretty much as soon as i got out up till you know two years after we'll say two-ish years after um and it just fell on deaf ears. I, I, I didn't recognize that I was having problems. I didn't feel good. If I think back to that time, I wasn't feeling like great. Mm-hmm. Um, I was hopeful. I think that's just my personality. I was hopeful for the future. I felt like I was probably in the right place in school trying to figure out what to do. But, um, but in terms of like, other than that, I think I felt pretty like meh, you know, just kind of yeah. not great. Um, so, and and I would be prone to, so there's that just generally like a general malaise. Mm -hmm. Um, I was still working out mostly kind of, uh, unless for some folks, maybe they can maintain the level of fitness they did before. But remember I was a fat kid when I joined up. So like when when I, when I got out, uh, it was a slippery slope to go right back towards that. I, I, I fought against it. I, I tried to maintain, um, and there's always preparation H <laughs> preparation H and shrink and shrink wrap or uh, saran, wrap. saran wrap. Saran wrap. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah, there is. So, um, but, <clears throat> but of, eventually, Oh, what I was going to say is, you know, so I had that day to day. I was, I was prone to bouts of like anger. Um, so I could, if I got worked up enough, it could be pretty bad. Mm. Um, not like throwing people around, getting physical, mm. but just like I could, I could really let loose. You know, mm. um, who? What were the primary tar? What were the 
the regular targets family um well i was married at the time you know i was married i was married newly-ish married um mm -hmm. so you know she was a target of that or of uh she was in in the line of fire yeah right um it was you know i can't think about nothing there were you know everyone goes through tough tough things in life and um you can approach those in different ways i think we'd talked about this once before but yeah. for me it was either, it was anger like that that's like yeah. the easy button right it was like to flip a switch and to just be enraged about right. it yeah um i don't think that was a thing in my personality necessarily i don't remember being a kid like f being able to flip a switch and just be like rowdy you know what i mean yeah. I, I don't i don't remember it that way so I, I do i do assign that that personality trait as something that came out of the certain what what specifically triggered that and, and was that something i don't remember that there may be one or two instances while i was serving where i can remember getting really upset to that level mm -hmm. but it it was definitely once i was out I was mm -hmm. feeling it more. It felt like it was happening more. Um, and so, and, and I was getting like the, you know, poked and prodded like, Hey, you should go talk to someone. You should go talk to someone. You should go see somebody. And it, I was just, I was like, I'm fine. Like yeah. I'm great. I'm alive. I'm in school. Yeah. You know, like, what do you, I was like, I, I was honestly offended. Mm. You know, I, I was like, I'm fine. I'm doing great. Look at me. You yeah, know, yeah. How, how can you tell me i have a problem i i, I have nothing to complain about um and then I, I don't remember a specific instance that caused me to say yeah. fine i'll go talk to someone yeah i think it wasn't <laughs> one particular thing i think finally i just got worn down and i i think that's that's the the magic of you know nagging you know yeah. they do it because it works eventually yeah. you, get, you do get worn down and so, like, I got nagged to the point where I was like, I'll go. And then I never want to hear about this again, right? I'll call yeah. your bluff. Fine, I'll go talk to someone. And I'm going to go get the clean bill of health. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get the clean bill of health, and I never want to hear about this again. Right. So, um, uh, I, uh, in, the, in, the, in the town that we lived in, um, there was a, a VA medical facility, one focused on uh, you know, mental health type things. And I went and talked and I, I just told him it was a, it was a service available to me, nothing specific. I went, and I said, Hey, you know, like I, I'm, be it's being recommended to me that I should come and talk to someone. This is a service available to me. I'd like to just talk to somebody. Yeah. Um, and so I got assigned a guy and, um, I don't remember it being that difficult to do it, to sign up. Yeah. I don't feel like there was much of a wait. I, I feel like I got in there pretty quickly uh, from what I remember. But it wasn't a great experience talking uh -huh. to this guy. Mm -hmm. um, so I go in there. He, he's, he's, he's got to know what my deal is, right? It's the VA, so he's got access to my, my records. Yeah. He can see what I've done. Um, and, you know, my experience was, he had a script that he he had a script that he was gonna follow to fix me is what it felt like. 
right um, it didn't feel like he was really listening to to me as like an individual or in he wasn't listening he wasn't interested is maybe right. the, is maybe the word like he was he had a process you know he had a process a beginning and an end and an outcome and he was just right. gonna plot me into his process and i should come out the other side and i should be yeah. fixed or i should just be moved on um yeah. he was a nice guy it, it wasn't about that he wasn't an ass he didn't but and i'll give like the first example is um i'm pretty sure it was the first it was like the first session so he's um just give me a little bit of background i give him a little bit of background you know from my perspective and then you know at the time i was because everyone else was focused on combat related sort of mental health stress Mm -hmm. right I was like, okay, if if there is something wrong, it'd have to be related to that. So I'll talk about that. So I, I was talking about, you know, you know, losing folks, feeling <laughs> guilt, feeling guilt about yeah. not being around um, for when that stuff happened, leaving guys while there was still a war going on. Um, and and his answer was he, he wanted to do this exercise. He starts off, he's like, uh, so first off, I don't care how you grew up. I, I don't not don't care about religion. Um, I want you to ignore all that for a second. I was like, okay. Um, and he's like, um, if you were to switch places with a guy that died, would you want them to sit around and mope, and or, or would you want them to move on and 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 all that kind of stuff. And, and be and be happy. I was like, well, yeah, I would, of course, I would want them to. I wouldn't want them to 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 be sad and to to just you know ruminate over you know what happened to me. I'd, I'd want them to move on. He was like, great. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and that was it. That that was his punchline. And yeah. I was just I was just like, at the at that moment, I was like, dude, this. This is a this guy this this guy or this process this is a fucking dead, what a waste of my time. Uh-huh. That was it. He 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 was like, well, there you go. He's like, so that's enough for today. And why don't you go think about that? And when you come back, and of course, so I, I leave and I'm like, what what a fucking waste, you know? Like for and I and and, and I'm getting enra- I'm getting enraged. Not, not, <laughs> anger's kicking in again. <laughs> so I'm getting I'm getting pissed off yeah. at this fucking. So but I, I was just processing. I'm like, step one, um, most people, at least we used to, right? It's like yeah. religion is a huge part of your, your set of values and how you grow up and how you see the world. Uh, step one, ignore like uh, 70% yeah. of, your, of, your, of how your mind works. Yeah. Just go ahead and do that. Trust me on this. Uh, and just feel better. Okay, yeah. we'll talk to you next time. Yeah, you know, that's how I felt. I was like, what a fucking joke. Yeah. I can't believe this. Um, yeah. And I could see where what he was saying. Right. That 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 thought process, you know, what he was talking about is something I um, is something I, I do believe, and I do think it, and I do think of it that way. But um, that wasn't the right message at that time. Yeah. Sure. It wasn't the right message at that time, <clears throat> and it wasn't done, and it wasn't done. You know, 
human beings are complicated right. um, and you're not just going to cut to the chase. No. And that's a hundred percent what he was doing. Right. Um, again, was that him? Was that the VA's process? Was that just how mental health professionals dealt with us back in those yeah. days with the information they had? I'm not, um, although I did get a little angry just now reliving <laughs> it, but I, you know, I, I don't hold it against anybody, but that just, yeah. that was not it. That was not, that was not going to help anybody. Well, I, if I can interject a little bit here, yeah. that, um, that I've had that same, um, experience with the VA and I, I'll just say this. And of course, no specifics at all ever. Um, <clears throat> there are some VA workers who are not licensed clinical psychologists or psychiatrists. They're, I don't, and I, I don't want to disparage any degree category or anything, but I, I think they may come from more of a social work background mm -hmm. and, and they, they don't. So psychology and the complexities of the cobweb of our minds is not on the forefront. And, they, and I dealt with, um, a lady who, again, nice lady, no problem. Like she seemed to be a caring, decent human being, but she was doing that scripted thing. Um, and I was like, this is totally not helpful. Um, I know not, not that you're, you're trying to be unhelpful. It's just mm -hmm. not helping. And I could tell the level of depth she had on, because then later I went to a clinical psychologist, a PhD clinical psychologist, um, and it was a world of difference. I mean, if this was somebody who really had the tools to go where I needed to go, let's put it that way. So <clears throat> just, I guess for listeners, just to say they're, they're try to get to a trained licensed clinical psychologist or psychiatrist. If, if the medical side is needed, uh, as far as, you know, medication or something like that. But yeah, I, I hear you, man. It, yeah. I, I walked away and of course you lost me, right? It, yeah. Uh, you've lost, you've lost credibility with me. So <laughs> when I come back, what do you think I'm going to say? She says, so what do you think? How are you feeling? Fine. Good. Yeah. That was helpful. Right. Mm -hmm. I think we had two or three more sessions. Um, talk through, we did talk through some stuff. There is there, there there's another component to it, which is the rating, the VA rating piece. So yeah. this our discussions, it was it was tied to potentially, you know, VA a VA rating compensation type deal, mm -hmm. whatever whatever that process is. Right. Um and so there there was this thing where I felt like no one, he, he never said anything. I never got the feeling, but it was just in my head that it was, it was hard to separate the fact that, you know, I'm looking for help, I guess. And that's what my focus is, but there is a monetary compensation tied to whatever diagnose, diagnoses, right. They, they, they give you. Right. And so the whole time, I, it was just hard to, to feel like, and maybe it was just in my head, but, but like, do, do these people are they do they think i'm like do they think i'm i'm making things bigger than they actually are because i'm just trying to get cut a check right oh, yeah. it, it's like I, I could really give two shits about that yeah but 
but I'm, I'm honestly looking for help. But just the fact that they're just tied together like that, right? Right. Um, they know that what they say in their interaction with you, have, there's a monetary thing related to it. Um, I don't know. It just, it just, it wasn't comfortable. It just wasn't a comfortable process. Yeah. Um, you know, my, my, my wife was sure that I had PTSD um, <clears throat> because that's what anyone ever talked about. That had to be it, yeah. right? You go yeah. to war, you, you, you leave, you know, you're not the same PTSD. That's gotta be it. Um, this guy determined that it, I did not have PTSD, um, which gave yeah. which would made me happy. Cause I was like, oh, yeah. what have, what have I been telling you? But he, you know, he, he, he listed off some other things. Um, uh, you know, he listed off some other conditions, which basically now everyone has right. Anxiety, right. depression, right. Who, who doesn't, who isn't diagnosed with anxiety, depression um yeah. nowadays but um i was like okay sure i guess i could see that um am i just depressed because you know am i depressed just because you know losing the identity am i anxious because i'm in college and i'm reinventing myself right all these kind of things <clears throat> who knows but yeah that's ultimately what they diagnosed me with um but i actually don't think there was any kind of like monetary monetary compensation tied to that all i had all i had ever got was the uh the hearing thing yeah um, the ringing in the ears which everybody yeah. which everybody has um so that's it but but that was my experience you know from mm. from like the the mental health side it was yeah. just wah, wah, right it was okay, just yeah, yeah. It, it was a waste it was um and so it didn't it didn't fix anything there's the moral of the story is and, and if anything it it made things worse because well i'd go i went i talked to a guy right yeah he he he, he gave me the magic formula to, to stop having a pity party so i guess i'm good to go right like i did my five sessions got my five va sessions i'm checked off right um, i get the free sub um <laughs> and then otherwise like from you know so so that wasn't great because i hadn't solved anything i hadn't worked through anything i was now somewhat um resentful of the va uh, <laughs> and and you know yeah. i got a chip on my shoulder uh, yeah and, you know and you can't help but walk away feeling like well they can't, okay well they they threw a doctor at me and they can't fix me they can't yeah. fix it whatever this thing is i'm supposed to have so that was the that was the vibe i was working with um you know from physical things you know just the va in general uh, i wanted to say um you know, it is, they, it is, it's like a unique experience, right? Rolling into a VA medical center. Um, yeah. You roll in, there's always like the, the massive waiting room with like a bunch yeah. of old vets <laughs> decked out in every hat, pin, every sweater, hat on combination, earth. Uh, you know, just, just a parking lot full of Silverados, you yeah. know, and F-150s with, yeah. you know, Marines and Air Force. Uh, it's, it's funny. It's funny. Um, and then you go in there and they're just, it's almost like, it's almost like walking into like a VFW or something, right? It's like, yeah, it but you get is. doled out prescriptions. <laughs> yeah. But I, you know, I never was seen by like a general, you know, yeah. doctor. I, yeah. You know, I, for some reason, I just remember getting a lot of eye appointments. <clears throat> what appointments? Like eye, eye appointments. 
I, that uh, was okay. op- ophthalmology, optom- mm-hmm. optometry, optometry, whatever it is. Um, maybe that's because while I was in, I got PRK. I got like the eye surgery while I was in. So oh, yeah, yeah. May- maybe that's why. But I was never seen for anything else. So I saw yeah. the, the head. I saw the, the shrink. And I saw, and then I, I would see like an eye doctor, like every six months or something like that. And then that was it, because my understanding of the system at that time, maybe it's still true, maybe it's different, but I only had, because I wasn't a retiree, right. I only had like a three-year window where I could go in, yeah. three-ish year window where I could go in for basically anything, right. um, anything related to what you get a a rating for a disability rating um for i think for the rest of your life you're covered for that thing so for if you you hit them up so i got the hearing thing right so when i inevitably need hearing aids yeah like i'll go over there and then they'll they're supposed to take care of me but after that three-year window is up like i'm i'm a nobody i'm like john q public so I can't go in there for to just see a doctor because you know my knee hurts or this or that. Yeah. Unless I get it tied back to my service, right? Well, that okay, that's interesting. Now that that's the way it was for a lot of years, um, and we, it that all changed. Um, and oh, really? I, yeah, I found this out just totally happenstance. Um, so that that was the that was my V experience for years and years and years. And I don't know what year, I mean, it'd be easy to Google it, but whenever the Affordable Care Act passed, mm. whatever year that was, there was a line item or grandfathered in to that, I don't know what the right word is, but in that legislation, it was 100% coverage for any veteran, non-retired, with 10% or more uh, disability. I had 10% at the time for my years. <clears throat> and I was, I had just gone through a divorce and was living by myself in downtown Louisville in a little one room apartment. And I, I really didn't have a pot to piss in. I, I didn't have much money. I was teaching as an adjunct. Um, and um, I called the VA to see if I could get a flu shot of all things. Now, I can't, I, this was 2014 ish, right around there, maybe early 2015. And I got this really helpful guy on the phone because I just, well, I wonder what was a flu shot. <laughs> I mean, you know, and he said, um, well, you know, you're eligible for health care coverage. And I was like, but I'm not retired. Like I said, what do you mean? And he goes, no, no. What's your social? And so he, he types it in and he goes, yeah, you've, you've got 10% disability for tinnitus. Like we all do ringing in mm-hmm. our ear. And um, I said, what are you talking about? He goes, Dude, you're at level three. You've got full coverage and all your medicines paid for and everything. And I'm like, how in the world did that happen? And he goes, it was the for- the Affordable Care Act. So, it, you know, and I, like we say, we don't get into politics, but it, like whatever you think about the Affordable Care Act, man, a lot of veterans, I thank my, thank my lucky stars every day for that coverage. Mm. It's full coverage and it's some of the best coverage I've ever had. Now, the old VA system going back way many years ago was a nightmare. They have revamped the VA, and and we're talking in the last 10 years, um, to where it is a really efficient system. Um, I get my, I just, today, I I picked up my um, prescription in the mail for um, a blood pressure medicine I have to take. Um, It comes to my door. I don't pay a dime. 
um, my my physician is at a, what is called a primary care clinic. It's a VA primary care clinic. He's the best doctor I've ever had, and I've had lots of civilian doctors. Doctor, he, he's fantastic. Um, cares about me, goes through my blood work. I mean, so it, it has come a long way. But check into that. I, I told I told Kevin recently when when I'm, last summer, I was like, man, you need to check into this. He says, really? Because he's paying money for his own health care. I, mean, I don't think he's gone on Medicaid or care or anything like that. But um, and also, and this is the last thing I'll say about that: the VA care. It, it's come light years. Um, <clears throat> and there's an economist who writes for the New York Times called Paul Krugman. I think he teaches at Princeton or one of those highfalutin universities. He's an econ- professor of economics. And he he wrote a, an essay um, in a book called Arguing for Zombies. But this was a, a New York Times piece that he had published in the New York Times. And it was an essay about the remarkable efficiency of the VA system, which comes as a shocker to a lot of people. But he said it's being looked at as a possible model for more of a, a national kind of program because of the efficiency in it. And they've they've cut costs. It's, you know, the, the way they triage all the stuff they do is is it's pretty good. So anyhow, if if you're if you've given up on the VA in the old days, I understand why. But give it a second look, veterans. And if you have any 10 percent, which almost everybody does for ringing in their ears or higher. You can get full coverage. I'll just just go to your just call your regional VA hospital wherever you are. Just Google the closest one to you. Um, you know, major cities all have them, uh, and 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 ask for an admissions counselor. I think that's the title, and they will walk you. All they need your social, and I I had coverage in like two weeks. I mean, I couldn't believe it. So that's wild. Just something to think about, guys and gals. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, I was obviously right up to now yeah check up on it i you know i've had you know after i graduated college i graduated college and i did the guard thing and then so i just swapped over to employer insurance yeah and up till you know up through today that's what i've been doing um and you know i i get decent coverage you know where i work so yeah but it can't hurt right to have to have additional especially since I, I i only recently found out you know as an adult you're always learning i i it was dental it was dental mm-hmm. stuff um yeah you know like you pay into insurance and then but there's a cap on like what they'll pay back in a year you're like oh wait a second i thought that was the whole point it was like i pay into you you manage the risk just in case something mm-hmm. crazy my mouth blows up and then you gotta fix all it. it's like no 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 you, <laughs> you, <laughs> i'm just now figuring that out Uh, my mid thirties. So that was fun. But, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, my personal experience with the VA, if I look at, because I did the GI bill, right. That's VA administered. Um, I did the health, the different healthcare stuff. Um, generally getting the services went pretty smoothly. I actually never really had any issues with my GI bill experience. And that can be like a pretty tangled web of, yeah, you got to get, paper for this and get your school to do that and and it, it I, I i can't think of a single time where i had an issue i've heard of folks having issues and i was doing a yellow ribbon program because I, I didn't go to a public university i went to a private university mm-hmm. so there was that added step there um yeah. but i never really had any issues with that you know I, I i might have had uh you know better or worse experience with different you know 
um, you know, practitioners, doctors, providers, whatever you call it, like I just detailed, yeah. but you know, overall I, it was an, it was an okay experience. You know, I think probably the VA, they were just, they, their misses were like some big misses, you mm. know, in the, yeah. in the early two thousands when they yeah. were first dealing with, you know, the, 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 the huge <laughs> influx of folks trying to get services and, you know, forgetting about folks, folks dying because they were forgotten all, all kinds of crazy things going on. Um, and that's hard to recover from. So, yeah. um, okay. Yeah. I'll check that out. And like Steve said, if you all qualify or you may qualify, you might want to check that out too. You might have full cover and you don't pay a penny. You don't pay co-pays. You Nothing. don't pay for your I'm going to get scan. I'm going to get every type of scan available. Oh, I've had MRIs that I'll take, I'll just take, we've got a few minutes. I'll just tell you a story. If this, my back is jacked from parachute landings, like hundreds, I mean, mm -hmm. hundreds of, of combat equipment landings. We just jumped a lot. And part of it was, I was a jump master. I so I, but, um, that is really hard on your back <laughs> crunching into the ground. No doubt gear uh and these mc1-1 bravo round parachutes it's a totally different thing if you're jumping squares but when you're creaming into the ground over and over again so i and and my back most days it's 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 cool i i can function i i try to stay away from really heavy lifting and stuff like that but you know i i have a farm so i'm always you know throwing a bag of peat moss up on something and and every now and then about three times a year it will go out and i cannot walk i can't get mm. out of bed it hurts so bad and I, I have a deep empathy for anybody with back problems i never did before i i had them where it'll go out and i can't walk for like a week well i'll start being able to walk about two three days after it goes um but i mean i'm crawling like with tears in my eyes it hurts so bad my dog's looking at oh. me going mm. <laughs> like I'm like this really this is how it ends man my illustrious career is this. but um no so i went and um i i did apply for some added uh um added compensation for my back i had no idea if i'd get it but I, so because the va will they'll look at anything so i told my primary care physician at the va could i have a scan an mri of my back my spine because i think i've got issues <clears throat> he goes yeah do, do, do. He entered in his computer. He goes, call the VA. They'll schedule it. So, I mean, scan, MRI scan because several thousand dollars. And um, so I go there, you know, state-of-the-art machinery. They, they burn it on a disc for me. I said, because I, I want a copy of this because I know you're sending it to my physician, but I want a copy of this. So you've got the right for that. Burned it on a disc. And, and in the process of my VA claim, I went to a civilian orthopedic surgeon just, and I had to pay for that. That was out of pocket, but a couple hundred bucks, but I had the, I had the disc. I I, I could take him the MRI and say, doctor, all I'm, I'm not trying to scam anybody here. I'm just saying in your professional opinion, would you write an opinion about looking at my scan in my back and knowing the narrative, which I can prove from lots of paperwork that I was, I had lots of combat jumps. Would you make an opinion about that? And he wrote something to the effect of, he looked at it and he goes, oh yeah, gee, see this? And he went down on the cross sections of this MRI and he's like, see see how this is triangular and it's compressed? And I'm like, 
uh yeah i i wouldn't have known that he goes that's not supposed to be triangular shaped it's supposed to be round and all this other stuff i'm like well geez and he's in his write-up long story short getting shorter he he wrote something to the effect of it is more likely than not that his combat equipment parachute landings contributed to this degenerative lower spine issue i was having and that qualified me boom the va said well we're giving you compensation. So all that's to say, you kind of have to play a game. And it's not, like I say, if there's, there's, I think, you know, there's, there, it can be overdone. And I don't know, I don't know about all of that, that people run, run stuff that's maybe bogus or whatever. But if it's a real issue, and if it really causes a veteran pain, my gosh, um, there are resources out there. And that's one way the system can work in your advantage. And save you well not only save you money but i'm getting compensated for some of that which helps because when my back is out i can't do several things that would be more profitable to me and my income um, but fortunately it doesn't happen that often it's not completely debilitating but it's it's an issue and so all that that might be more than everybody wanted to hear but it, i'm a lot of folks me included <clears throat> and you from what you've said you know, you have, we have the attitude of like, um, we knew we were signing up for, right? Yeah. We, we knew that it would take a toll on us. Um, and for ourselves, sometimes it's hard to say, I deserve that. Right. You know, I, I did my job and, and uh, it's a unique job. Yeah. And I did unique things in service of my country. And so it would be cool if my country would would help me out with this yeah um and when you look at it for yourself some folks can't get over that hurdle but yeah. if you you take the perspective of well for me of course right steve deserves to have his country take care of him for the 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 sacrifice that his body <laughs> yeah. made and so and for the the men and women out there i i would say the same so just um you know be apply that towards yourself as well um if you can if it works out yeah. you at least deserve a try um Absolutely. okay well that's all the time we got this time uh we'll come back and we're going to talk uh next more about uh steve's experience as a chaplain there yeah uh, back on active duty uh okay talk to you all next time